Hi everybody, my name is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today's date is March 2nd, 2024. I want to thank you if you're a new listener to these recordings, and I want to thank those who follow and listen to these recordings. I want to also thank those that don't follow me. <laughs> and listen to these recordings. I want to thank all of you because it helps me to feel like I'm actually making a difference to somebody out there. So thank you. This message is part two of Second Peter chapter two. There is no part three. I might have said that in the last message. And that was a fumbling in my words. This is part two of Second Peter part two. Today's song recommendation is Shoulders by For King and Country. And it seems as though I just gave this recommendation, but it is on my heart to give this recommendation again. Or it might have been a totally different song by For King and Country. I can't, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked back into my notes. To see how recent that song has been given. So I didn't have a chance to read Psalm 32 in part one, but I also want to incorporate from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5. And as I mentioned in part one, the reason I want to incorporate Psalm 32 is because I want to talk about King David's Psalm of Repentance. And the reason I want to go there was rape. He raped Bathsheba. I don't believe she was a willing participant in this sexual encounter when he summoned her into his quarters because she was happily married with her husband. She was very happily married, very in love. She grieved for her husband. But during that sexual encounter that they had, she got pregnant. And so then King David comes up with the plan. Well, he, he was trying to get Bathsheba's husband to make love to his wife. He was given him permission to not go back into battle so he could have some time with Bathsheba. So there was a lie, huge lie he wanted to uh, ensure that Bathsheba's husband had intercourse with Bathsheba so then they could get away with, well, or he could get away with, excuse me, he could get away with, well, the other guy, the husband is the dad. So there was that. <laughs> Then he he doesn't do that. He sleeps at, at the palace uh, gate or door. He doesn't leave his king. That's how dedicated he was to king and country. And so then when he goes back into battle, then King David comes up with the plot of murder. Let's put him in the front line so, he's, so he dies. So all of this... King David did and I and I want to because you know there are there are a lot of sins 
of that magnitude that God forgives if we come to him with a heart of repentance. And the reason I want to get into his story is because in 2 Peter chapter 2, it goes into false doctrines that are teaching in the church that a sin that God says is a sin is not a sin. And so this needs this, this needs to be talked about, I believe, at this message. So again, I'll read Psalm 32 and just a little short recap. I might not have wrote everything down from Second Peter chapter 2, part 1, but I talked about the Christians that go to churches that accept sin. And I mentioned a couple of t a couple of different occasions that I had gone into these churches uh, to, for one was a baptism, and the other one was we went with a loved one to her church, and they were for the LGBTQ lifestyle. So I talked about sexual immorality in uh, same-sex marriages, and also that adultery is a sexual immorality even to the point where Jesus said you can't even look at someone and be attracted that is sexual immorality and uh, I talked about the false doctrines already in the church I think I already said that uh, and then I left off reading from Jude reading about how the Lord had saved the people out of the land of Egypt. And afterward, the Lord destroyed those who did not believe. And I wanted to read that because in the beginning of the destructive doctrines that, that the Apostle Peter talks about in chapter 2, he talks about the, uh, in verse 1, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And the only people that the Lord bought were the Israelites out of slavery, out of Egypt. So that is why I had read from Jude. But as I'm looking at Jude just now, I want to add that he begins his, his uh, book by saying, to those who are called sanctified by God the Father and preserved by Jesus Christ. I want to add that. So that's Jude from chapter 1 verse 1. I also, because the next piece in first or second Peter, and I want to mention, I don't think I have, that I did read the entire chapter from 2 Peter chapter 2. I read the whole thing, so this message is to go over the reading and my thoughts. The next piece that I wanted to talk to you about, to you about is the, the angels that <clears throat> Peter talks about. So I want to also incorporate from Jude as I'm reading right here. So let's, from Chapter 1, verse 8, Jude says this, Likewise also the dreamers defile the flesh, 
reject authority, and speak of evil dignitaries. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you! But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know, naturally, like brute beasts, in these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them! Pause. Woe to them. So that is through verse 10, I believe. So now let's go back to Second Peter. Because it talks about in the doom of false teachers, beginning at 4. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward, afterward would live ungodly and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the, of the wicked. Pause. I also mentioned in, maybe in part, uh, chapter 1 of Second Peter, about how we have to remember that Jesus, before incarnation, was in the garden, he was at the flood, he was at Sodom and Gomorrah, standing by uh, Abraham. He was the one that put Jonah in the belly of the well. He, he was, he's all over the place walking and talking to people in the Old Testament. In that piece in Jude where he talks about Michael, Michael is one of the archangels. He's uh, Michael and Gabriel are the two top angels. And he leaves the judgment of the devil up to God. But there is a judgment. Because as he puts here, there's a judgment for angels, the, the, the bad angels. And there's a judgment for the humans who uh, mock God, disobey God. And uh, Peter writes here, he, he casts the angels down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Even the archangels, they're not superior to God. I mean, this is the only place where we see where the angel, archangel Michael, and the devil fought for Moses' body. But he did, Michael did not condemn, he did not condemn the 
the devil. He he left it up to God, and God, he will take care, certainly take care. He dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. That's how we get rid of the, the devil. That's how Jesus showed us to get rid of the devil. Get behind me, Satan. He used scripture, the word of God, the spirit of God who, who indwells us, gives us the sword of the spirit to speak the word of God out and say, even scripture or the name of Jesus, these demons flee. And so we say, get behind me, Satan. So that's how it starts with, um, with, with where I left off on a chapter two. And I mentioned there was so much to go through in chapter two. There really was just a lot to go through. And so God himself makes people examples He talks about the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. He talks about the ancient world where God gets rid of everyone in it because they're, they're, God puts it, they had evil thoughts all the time, not some of the time, all the time, except Noah and his family he saves. So, the Lord goes on to say in verse 9, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of uncleanness, excuse me, for the day of judgment. The Lord handles it all. The Lord knows how to deliver you and me out of temptation out of sin and as I read in Jude this message of God the gospel is to those that are sanctified or being sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit that works within us within us he has all along announced judgment on the wicked and unrighteous and he will do that to the to that great day when he gets rid of evil once and for all and so on that note i want to say jesus he is so gracious and so merciful he forgives if a heart humbles and repents if we are humble before him and repent so let's go over and I'm just going to read Psalm 32 and then go back into 2nd James but this is before we continue if uh, if you're out there and you've been in a church that's teaching wrong doctrine get out repent and get out if you're in a sinful lifestyle, repent and get out. God can save you. If you if you come before his throne humbly and 
repent from a heart of sorrow and repentance. You have to be sorrowful for what you've done. Psalm 32, the joy of forgiveness. A Psalm of David, a contemplation. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man to whom the Lord does not impute inequity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Pause. There can't be any deceit any longer. You come clean with the Lord. He already knows what you've done. You come clean with him. And from a heart that is sorrowful, you repent. And you turn away from it. Three, when I kept silent, my bones grew old. Though my groaning all day long, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you. And my inequity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the inequity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Pause. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you. My word here, pray to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. In a time when you can be found, you may be found. Verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not like do not be like the horse or like the mule which have no understanding which must be which must be harnessed with bit and bridle else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked but he who trusts in the Lord mercy shall surround him be glad in the Lord and rejoice you righteous and shout for joy all you upright in heart pause isn't that a beautiful psalm of repentance I just love it because in verse 8 God is telling David, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And I love this. I will guide you with my eye. 
This is where it gets deep with God. He, if you've truly accepted him as Lord and Savior in your heart, this has to be an acceptance. You've let go of your life and you want God to direct you now. And he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And he guides us with his all-seeing eye. He already knows what you're seeing. He already knows what you're watching. He knows, he knows, he knows. Did a message on the, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. And that's in scripture. They do. I believe it's in the book of Numbers where he says that. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. So when we're holding on to something, we're sorrowful. Uh, we, we feel bad. When we're holding on to something, and David says, Blesses a man to whom the Lord does not impute inequity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So there's a lot of people that feel really bad for what they've done, but they're not repenting of it. So they're still in the uh in the verse, when I kept silent, my, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. And then where it says, uh, many sorrows shall be to the wicked. They'll feel guilty, 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 guilty. But then when they accept the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and they come into his presence with a true heart of repentance, then their sorrows go away and they feel like a weight has been lifted. Why? Because what did Jesus do on that cross? He died for sin once for all. For those that believeth in him, in him, have faith in him, trust in him, have accepted him as Lord and Savior. A lot of people know of him in their, in their little noggin, but they don't have him in the heart. And, and it how that faith needs to reach the heart because that's where we follow the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's where we follow him. Okay, so the Lord knows how to deliver us from our troubles. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Now, in the depravity of false teachers, uh, in Jude 1.9, I think I've already read it, but uh, it's worth reading again. Uh, no. <laughs> It just basically says you need to rebuke evil. Rebuke evil. Rebuke Satan. Rebuke any demonic influence. Get rid of, of this thought of those uh, oppressors. Because there are many people directing people. I think I touched just ever so lightly on the religion Judaism. They refuse to believe the Messiah is here. 
In fact, the name of Jesus is bitter on their tongue. This is how they've been taught through the generations. Oh, if there's somebody out there that's listening, that is in that religion, Jesus is the Son of God. Open up the New Testament. So when we get into the depravity of false teaching, it's it, it says in there that they are going to be caught and destroyed. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly, utterly perish. Utterly perish in their own corruption. And will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception, while they feast with you. Have an eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. Oh my goodness, you know, there's a lot of false doctrines out there. There's a lot of people that dine with you that don't believe. I know I've shared, I've got a grandson who, whose dad is in, well, he doesn't practice the religion, but that particular family of his is of the religion, uh, Hinduism. And so this is difficult for my grandson because if he believes in Jesus Christ as Son of God and he is the only way, the truth, and the life, no one goes into heaven to see the Father and get up into heaven without believing in the Son, then he has family members on his dad's side that didn't end up in heaven. They ended up in hell. So this is a constant battle. So this is an example in my life where he has dined with these people that have a false uh, they're, they're of a depraved mind. They are false teachers. And they're people that have read the Bible, but disagree with it. Absolutely disagree with the New Testament. So, there are people dining with people that are of a different depraved mind, that are not teaching the truth. And these are also in the churches. I'm trying to look over my my notes here. Um, I've got, <clears throat> for whatever reason, this may be out of order. But the next thing I've written down here is I, I don't want to forget to talk about Mormonism. Because they lower God to human level as though equal to God. The Mormons do. They believe in a Jesus, but that Jesus was, was the son, or excuse me, the brother of Satan. They have a, a very odd way of, of uh, Mormon, if you're listening. You're not going to heaven. In, in the way that you're thinking because you, you're relying on a book of Mormonism that was wrote by somebody that said he was a prophet of God but he was not because he's constantly changing that 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 religion is constantly 
editing and changing their book because they keep getting caught in lies. And they've even changed the New Testament to read, or excuse me, the Old Testament to read that it wasn't the Spirit of God hovering over the waters, and it was the Spirit of God. It wasn't God hovering over the waters. It was the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, next bullet point that I wrote here, before the world was created, but... Can't even read my own writing. Uh, oh, they believe that before God even created, that God had a talk with the sons of God, and that at this point they're they're saying one of the sons was Jesus, another son was this was Satan, and and they were asked, you know, well, what what should I do? How should I do things? Wrong, wrong, wrong. Jesus is the only Son of God. The rest are angels. Satan, a fallen angel. And we read in James, well, in, and also in Peter, but cast them down to hell. Although God does allow Satan to roam back and forth on the earth. But anyway, it, the Mormons are false. It's a false, uh, depraved, uh, destructive go uh, religion that's out there. Uh, and so God asks the council of, uh, of, according to the Mormons, Jesus and Satan. Satan said, and this is how, how things should be, he was asking their advice as though he would ever take advice from any angels. Satan said, you should make them perfect. And Jesus said, you shall make them good, but some will fall and be destroyed. And God picked Jesus's idea. They just have a weird, 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 weird. And I may have that wrong, but they have not. You can't trust a doctrine out there that has another book that they listen to. You can't trust it. The, oh, and I always pronounce it right, is it the Tolmad that the, the religion Judaism has? They've added that book, their own other rules. And then Mormon has the Book of Mormon. Uh, no, no, and another no. Million, million, million no's. So, let's see. Have I got... Uh, and the reason I'm going, in, going um, into all of this is because we're... Chapter 2 talks about depraved um, religions, false doctrines, deceptive teachers that are getting into the churches and then of course we have those that are at the pulpit saying if you're in a gay style you're fine they they even you can even teach there's a i was looking for a, a church for my granddaughter she was going to college it was a college town 
I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that there is a church there that everybody that goes there is of the gay lifestyle, LGBTQ plus whatever that involves. And they're, they're teaching that they're fine and they're going to heaven. But then there's the churches that, uh, look, again, in verse 9 of Second Peter chapter 2, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment. He knows how to... Uh, save you. He knows. He knows. Uh, says here. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. So once you repent and turn away from sin. The Holy Spirit will begin the sanctification process. But those that have been baptized in, in uh, their lifestyle of uh, same-sex uh, relation, and they're coming up thinking that they're fine because the pastor has said you're, you're okay, and you might... Uh, according to them, the Holy Spirit will start working on you. But if you haven't repented from it, you came up not born again. You got to be born again. Oh, sometimes I, I think that I my messages are doom and gloom, and they probably are. But I, I've always said that I'm trying to reach the lost, ones that are not following uh the truth the way the truth and the life and these apostles that wrote these books uh, the apostle peter i mentioned he asked to be crucified upside down he did not want to die the same death as jesus because he jesus is king of kings and lord of lords god and jesus uh we read, just read my Bible study group uh, in the book of Luke where Jesus looks at Peter after the rooster crows where Peter had denied him three times. And at that time, it says, Peter bitterly wept. He was in that heart of repentance. He was sorrowful. He never turned back because it was from the heart. Never... Once you have that and you, you're so sorry from the heart. And we're still going to make mistakes. So different religions, uh, Buddha, Buddhas, Muslims, uh, Judaism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, all that is false doctrines. Uh, of course, there's many, 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 many more. If you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was and is and is to come, that he was born of the virgin birth and he, and he was on the earth and he taught about himself. He was crucified on the cross. 
for our sins so that if we believe in him and have faith in him and we repent of our evil ways and we follow him, we pick up our cross and follow him. How does Jude put it in verse 1? You're part of the group that he's talking to. To those who are called sanctified by God. And Jesus resurrects on the third day. Many accounts of him resurrected. They saw him. Jesus ate with them. And then they saw him go back to his kingdom. And he sits at the right hand of God. We have to believe in the Son of God who left glory so that we could have a way to be saved. He is our righteousness when we fail. Because we're not going to get it right. But he's made us clean. And when we fail, he is our righteousness. If we're right believers and true believers of him. If you have a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry about, am I saved or not saved? If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you've repented, you are on the right path. He will sanctify you. Don't give up. I might forget to say, but I, I did a message on, uh, oh gosh, oh, my train of thought today has just not been good so far, but bear with me. You, you do know if you follow me that I do fumble my words. I'll think of it here in just a second, but let's, let's continue reading. Where he says they are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin. Pause. Underline that. If you can cease from sin, the Holy Spirit is sanctifying you. Think about how long it takes you to repent from something. I shared a long time ago that there was an a family member, he's an ex-family member now. He just wanted 15 minutes before he died to repent because he really rather enjoyed with all of his heart. <laughs> and he said this, he loved pornography. But then how can the eye of God be teaching him in the right way? As we read in Psalms, Psalm 32. We can't want God that way. If that's you out there, no, that's you're not right with God. You need to rethink things, okay? But it's it's God can save you. Even if that's been you. Don't oh, the message is called Are You in Despair? I'm going to repost that one. It's a message I did, I don't know, maybe a year ago, but I'm going to repost it. Uh, so look for that if you're feeling despair. Uh, it says, they cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. 
So these are the ones that aren't deeply rooted in the faith of God. Like they, they just, they're believing that person, they're believing over here, they have one foot in the world, they will have one foot with Jesus. These are lukewarm, if not cold, believers. They're not on fire for the Lord. They're not hot. Remember Jesus says in Revelation, he'd rather you be hot or cold. But those that are lukewarm, he'll spit out. So these are the ones that are very easily enticed by other doctrines, by believing, oh, you're okay in your lifestyle. It's okay if you have abortion. No, we can't be trusting the world with their worldviews. We cannot be trusting in that. Look, I was told recently in, in the land of Jerusalem or in Israel, they, gosh, what was it? I'll have to research it a little further, but there's, they're believers in the LGBTQ lifestyle. I might be wrong. You can shoot me a message if I am. I'll have to look it up for myself. Uh, and I will correct myself next message for sure. But, oh man. They are following the ways of Balaam. Balaam, he kept, uh, God spoke to him through a donkey. And that's in, in this uh, little piece here peace here. Uh, they have a heart trained in covetous, pra uh, covetous practices and are accursed children. Jesus only talks about one particular accursed children when he speaks. And But really, it's every, everybody is accursed if they don't believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And until they get that belief, They remain accursed. Goes on to say they have forsaken the way. They have forsaken the right way. And the way, underline it, is the, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And these people that are accursed, they've gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beer, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he was rebuked for his inequity. In Peter's epistle, it says, and it says, by a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice. Now, donkeys are considered dumb, and that's why he says dumb. But the voice was God's. Uh, with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. So Balaam had gone mad. He was enticed by money because. I can't remember the name of the the king that was trying to get him over there. He was offering him all kinds of riches, and God finally, uh, finally the donkey could see the uh, pre-incarnation Jesus standing there with the sword, waving the sword back and forth. Don't go this way. And then it says here, going on from... Uh, Balaam, these are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. 
forever. Don't follow false doctrines. I have been listening to testimonies where, gosh, people out of, and I have said this is going to be the third message I'll say, loud, come out of her, my people. Get out of those churches. Get out of those false doctrines. If you've got a little voice in your head that's saying, hmm, this doesn't sound right. This religion does not sound right. This this pastor that's speaking up there, hmm, they don't sound right. Get out. They're not your only choice. If anything, get into the Word of God and learn about our God and what He says. He only spoke truth because God can't lie. Quit following the tempest leading you into false doctrines, deceptive ways, following what God says in one place, but then listening to the world and, and, and they're telling you, ah, oh, God didn't really say that. You can remain in your lifestyle. He'll love you anyway. This is lies, guys. It's lies. You have to repent and you have to know that the sin is that 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 something is a sin in order to repent from it. Get your Bible out and read. Deceptions of false teachers. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness. I love that. When they speak great swelling words of emptiness. Guys, when I speak, I speak from a heart that loves God so much. And I know where I'm going right to heaven when he, when he takes me home or when he comes back to rapture me. I know that he, I, I look forward to that day. A lot of people are afraid of that day because they're not living right. I look forward to that day. And I want people to look forward to that day. And in order to be looking forward to that day, you have to be right with God deep down in your heart. And if you have that, teach others. People, people out there may not want to hear what I have to say. But on the world stage right now, they want people to believe that the LGBTQ community is they're living right and God God doesn't care that they're having same-sex relation mm -mm, it's not a true heart of repentance if you don't even know that your sin is a sin uh, they allure through the lusts of the flesh If you're having same-sex relation or you're staring at another woman, if you're married or if you're staring at another man, if you're a woman, and you just think somebody else, somebody else is enticing you to have the relationship because, oh, your husband is this, that, or the other thing. God gives permission. But if somebody is unfaithful, he gives a way out. But... Check yourself. We were just reading in the book of Luke in the family Bible study about how um, can we take communion with God? Can we have the Holy Supper with God if we're not right with Him? No. Well, how do we know if we're not right with Him? You repent. 
to make sure. Or you ask him, Lord, what is it in my life that I need to repent of? Show me. I, I don't want to have anything in me that's rotten or vile. In the book of Job, I'm in the book of Job. Job says to God, I'm vile. The ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. So let's just say you were following wrong doctrine. And you were enlightened by somebody. Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And you walked away from it. I wonder if you were ever really with him in the first place. So they've escaped from these deceptive teachers, from the, these depraved minds, these false teachers, these fa false religions. False, false, false. If you're stuck in the Old Testament and haven't opened the New Testament, you're in a false religion. If you've got another book that has to support your religion, aside from the New Testament and the Old Testament, you're in a wrong religion. God doesn't need a, another supportive book. If he said that, he would have said so. So, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error, now it says, while they promised them liberty, they themselves are slaves to corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also. He is brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, underline that word, and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them, according to the true proverb. A dog returns to his vomit, his own vomit, and a sow, having washed, underline that, having washed, and been washed. <sighs> Returns to her wallowing in the mire. Now, at the beginning of chapter 2, it said, uh, excuse me, in chapter 1, it says twice, in verse 2, it begins, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then we hear in Second Peter chapter 2, under the deceptions of false teachers, for if having, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of God, uh, through the knowledge of God, through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, in in chapter one, in verse two, it says knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And in verse 2, chapter, or verse 20, or chapter 2, verse 20, for if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. Now, if you've been overcome, you're probably not listening today, maybe. <laughs> But if you haven't been overcome, you're listening today and you're wanting to get back in right relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because it says for it would have been better for them not to have been not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it. Somebody that was overcome a great example, Judas Iscariot. He was overcome by evil. He committed suicide. Uh, I am running out of time, so let's go over to Second Timothy. So in Second Timothy, we're going to read uh, from chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, it says this, Preach the word, now that you know, to get out of these false doctrines. At one point, I may do a deep dive on all these false doctrines says this, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Now, when I said earlier, my messages can become gloom and doom. People don't want to hear. Anymore, it seems that they're already, their itching ears are listening to, other, to the world. Quit speaking out against a sin that, that, they're they're okay in their sin. Leave them alone. 
Scripture says stop that. Preach the word. The true word. The true word of God. Now, if I've said something that is incorrect, please let me know. Please, please, please. I'm learning just as you're learning. Be ready in season and out of season. And it follows by saying, convince, rebuke, exhort. With all long suffering and teaching. Come out of her, my people. Come out of these false religions. Open up. If you have never opened up the New Testament, not one that's been rewritten by a man that's trying to convince you of different ways. Read the King James Version or the New King James Version or even the New American Standard Bible Version. This is brought up in Scripture a lot. Stop sinning. Repent. God can save you. Repent. Believe. Have faith. Repent. There are... The Bible is nothing but warnings because Jesus wants us to be saved and, and be able to be with Him for all eternity. We should not take advantage of His sacrifice. We should not take advantage of His sacrifice. If we do, there's no other sacrifice for us. Jesus, as God's Son, His authority surpasses all humans and non-humans because Jesus is God in the flesh. He became man. We are to place our faith and our trust in Him only. Jesus the Son is the only way to heaven. There are not all ways to heaven. So if you're in that group that says, Oh, we all believe in the same God. We all believe in the same God. No, we do not. If we're a true believer and have faith in Jesus and what he did, the crucifixion of him taking the punishment in our place, he took our sin onto his body and he was crucified as the last sacrifice so that we would have a way back to God. And he showed us that he resurrected on the third day and if we believe in him we are resurrected as new as a new creation in Christ and we receive his Holy Spirit we must repent 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 as well and and even do that uh, on a daily basis even though we're washed clean but we want to be right with God and this is our, this is communication with God God, you know my heart, you know I messed up. I'm so sorry. And he knows our heart and his eye directs us. Don't watch that. Don't listen to that. Don't do that. Directing our paths. He is the only way to heaven. So no, we don't all 
believe in the same God. Stop thinking that. I know Easter's coming up, going into my thoughts. I know it took me uh, longer than I had expected to deliver part two of Second uh, Peter chapter two. I do want to read Second Peter chapter three as soon as I can, because we are coming up on Easter. And um, let's see, chapter three of of Second uh, Peter is God's promise is not slack, and he talks a little bit about the day of the Lord and to be steadfast. I may just, I don't want to get in the habit of reposting old messages, but I've done messages on uh, Easter, Resurrection Sunday. I may just repost them. Again, I will repost uh, the message on uh, Are You in Despair? Look for that in case there's anybody out there that is in utter despair. But listen. I'm not a perfect person. Nobody can claim they are. We would be liars if we said that. But if we are true believers and believe in our heart, oh, we love the Lord so much. We're not going to want to sin. And the Holy Spirit is directing us. The Holy Spirit is directing us. Uh, and again, if you, if you need to write down uh, Psalm 32, that beautiful promise. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Ask him to do that. Let him come in and dine with you. If you have a relationship so strong with the Lord, you're not going to have thoughts of suicide. That's why I want to uh, 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 repost that message on despair. I have uh, a couple of relatives that, one in particular that I said just this week, well, again, this is a relative, she just wants to drive her car off of a cliff. She's said that a couple of times. Whether she means it or not, this is somebody that is in despair and that is why i want to repost that message for those that need to hear it uh this week i've been i've received some good news i can't share it just yet <laughs> um health wise i'm doing all right uh i want to just Pray for you out there. Father, I ask that you help somebody to come into right relationship with you. To follow you with all their heart, mind, soul, and might. To repent of their sins and, and that they turn from their wicked ways. That they speak out anything that, that, that's been a... a a lie that they've kept in their heart forever, a wrong that they've kept in their heart forever, that they speak it out to you and that you let them know they're forgiven. In the name of Jesus, I pray. All the glory to God, much love to all, 
Until next time, and again, I hope I haven't fumbled my words too much. Bye.